Dave and Justin have some thoughts on your problem. What do you need help with? Dave and Justin have Hello, everybody, some thoughts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dave and Justin have some thoughts. Our advice podcast that is a bonus podcast on top of the other podcast that we record, <laughs> where people send us questions and then we give them answers with helpful tips. And stuff. Um, I love your introductions. Just break just, me up every they're time. They're never you, the same. Just write it down one time. I'm never going to do that, Dave. Okay, good enough. So I picked out uh, a question that will be relevant to the two guests that we have here today. Great. Yep. Um, which, if you just listen to the podcast, are Sophie and Ashley. Mm-hmm. Um, but the cool thing is, Dave, yes. we have three generations represented here. Us oh, Gen Xers, right. Millennial, and a Gen Z. Uh-huh. Yeah, an older-ish Gen Z, but it's still a Gen Z. You're a millennial. <laughs> oh, okay. So <laughs> what am I? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So this is cool because this is a uh, question that is really directed at each of us, and we're going to probably answer it differently. Oh. So the question is: How does Gen Z cope with climate issues, stress, and distress? Uh, issues such as what's the point of it all in the world if it's all just going to end in six years? And why aren't older people freaked out about climate change and taking action? Wow. So, Dave, we are older people. Yes, we are. You uh, you are a millennial, Ashley, right in the middle. Okay. And, Sophie, this is a question from your perspective. Does it frame your perspective correctly? Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> yes. And can you elaborate on the th- themes which were, d- does climate change and all that sort of stuff stress you out like this is a question i have uh, based on my daughter who's 13 mm-hmm. like picturing her life 60 or 70 years from now where everything's all fucked up um does this factor into your thinking on a daily basis um probably not on a daily basis but i think that's because i um tend to avoid it mm-hmm. <laughs> um but in terms of career planning um I'm taking a degree in fine arts right now, mm-hmm. which, um, you know, in terms of career planning, you know, it's not, it's not, there's not an ex- extreme amount of potential, um, right out of it. But, um, yeah, we kind of joke, we're like, well, it doesn't matter. The world's going to end anyway, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so that's the thing you, like, this is not a over-exaggeration. This is a way you are thinking about the world. <laughs> like, it's all sort of. Nihilism. Yeah, well, so, well, if you think about like just like the pandemic, it's like we didn't see that coming. Like anything can change at any minute, so it's kind of like weird to try to plan something. So your generation is actually living in the moment, which is what everybody's been striving to do since the seventies <laughs> or whatever. When we're I all trying to, that's because they're all high and like <laughs> it's not because the moment was about to end. They're all going to die. It was right. more just like, oh man, just try and tune out the. Yeah. Crap. Whereas yours is like, oh, don't think about the fact that we're all gonna die. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's different. Zen. I think, like, into- I think the pandemic just made like everyone realize that like it's just unpredictable. Interesting. Kinda. And does this produce stress, or have you got this coping mechanism of denial that gets you through it all? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's every once in a while. It depends how I'm feeling. Depends what, uh, you know stage the moon is or whatever mercury in retrograde you know that kind of <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know well I can't think of it you can't Ash- think about it but actually did you is this something you th- think or thought about when you were this age um T- you're only separated by about 10-ish years but- i was not when i was in my 20s i was bippity bopping around the globe sorry 
I gotta stop. No more personal information. No, it's all right. <laughs> all right. Um, and it's fine. Uh, yeah, I was doing a lot of traveling, and um, I was not thinking about climate change much at all. Frankly, it was. It was. I'm not. We're not much separated in age, but it was really not on on my list of um, hot topics that you know. Um, and right now, it is. It is a daily um, stressor, and more so anger. Like mm-hmm. there's an angry an an angry response every time I think about it. What are you angry at? Well, um, the world and the fact that we know that this is a problem, and obviously we're we're not doing enough to change it, and mm-hmm. a lot of people just don't care. Um, but also myself, um, when I catch myself doing things that are um, environment environmentally unfriendly, I know that there's things. I, I try. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of stuff in my um household that i try to you know that's sustainable or that is reusable and that sort of thing but um but yeah just it you you catch yourself you go to i don't know you're craving mcdonald's or something and you end up with this massive bag of trash and you're just like why did i do that yeah Mm -hmm. well i think my generation at this point because there's all this even like on social media like a lot of like back and forth and like no one's no one's doing like social justice work right and no one's doing like Mm. ethical consumption right like that kind of thing and i think at least like people i'm around we're kind of just there's this thing like there's no ethical consumption under capitalism Mm. where it's kind of like we put all this pressure on ourselves to like yeah you know use less plastic blah blah but like how much difference is that actually going to make when like most of the like horrible things that are happening in the Mm. earth are happening because of these like huge like one percent or like the big corporations like the oil and gas like so you guys have kind of you guys are seen through the curtain your generation is like okay we're not you can this paper straw is not gonna make a lick of difference when china's building 14 new although i think we still do those practices but then like i don't know i wouldn't like hate on someone for not doing it because i'm like well what difference does it make really like in the big picture yeah i've this is a refocusing yeah because like I agree. We sort of grew up where <coughs> focusing on the individual choice seemed like the correct thing to do. And mm. where you guys are now dealing with like, oh, that was all just smokescreen from the bullshit uh, capitalist <laughs> giant conglomerates yeah. who are taking the pressure off of them by having this message of individual mm. uh, well, responsibility. It's really so, their problem. There's so many people that don't even that that still don't care. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I think it still needs to be on an individual I think, basis. Cause. Yeah, the individual thing is like, I do those things still. But I think it's also like maybe like a stress alleviator mm. to be like, okay, like at least I'm doing my do part. Something. Like I can't do, like you yeah. don't have that much control. So, yeah. so maybe that's like how you gain control is like to do these small things, like mm-hmm. daily things, you know, mm-hmm. to reduce Dave, your footprint. Yes. Because we grew up in a different <clears throat> time. Yeah. Uh, this stress that, that Sophie's talking about about mm-hmm. the world ending and it doesn't matter and try yeah. to ignore it. Is that something that's recognizable to you from when you grew up? Yeah, I feel like we've kind of passed through all this to the point like where we are, where we're curmudgeonly just just uh, angry at everything. <laughs> yeah. Guys. But yeah, like I, I feel like our, our, her and I are quite close in terms of our perspective because I, I see it the same way. Like it's like I'm going to, you know, recycle or whatever, but it's like, a, a grain of sand you know compared to the universe of what's actually going on that i have no control over mm-hmm. and i don't have a lot of hope i hate to say it but i no, really don't true. and uh 
you know i mm. think i mentioned this maybe last week i went yeah. to see i heard david suzuki do a speech and oh, that's right. he was essentially saying the same thing he's like he wasn't saying there's absolutely no hope but he was saying pretty goddamn close to that yeah mm-hmm. like we've passed these points yeah. now it's all about mitigation you know mm-hmm. yeah um and it's sad and it's depressing i just don't know how to deal with that well, but we haven't. There's um. There's a really good show on Netflix. I think it's a. I think it's a David Attenborough mm-hmm. thing. Um, and they go oh, into yeah. the nine yeah. um sectors, or so. There's there's a big wheel that they show you, and um and every uh, these are the nine. They they did a study, and they they a lot of people got together and researched what are the systems in in on on Earth that are contributing to our um. The, our our continued existence, basically. What 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 is going on underneath? I don't think I, I'm sure I, you'll have to watch it because I'm terrible at summarizing things, obviously. But um, and and each of these nine systems is is something you know oceans and um, I'm horrible at summarizing. But the point <laughs> of the thing was that we are in the red zone for three of the nine. We're in the I guess the orange zone for two of the nine, and some of the other systems are actually not. Um, yet critical so there's it's these nine systems need to be functioning in harmony to to, Mm -hmm. for us to continue so there are some really important ones that we have gone way past um and are going we're gonna have to mitigate you know work now to mitigate them but do you have do you have you seen this do you have a better way to explain i thought you were talking about a different david attenborough there's a lot of david attenborough stuff right now it's really um just i did see (laughs) um to be fair, I saw it on an Instagram post that I like briefly like brushed <laughs> by, but it was something that the ozone layer, this is just a bit of hope, <laughs> but the ozone layer is like set to, the hole mm-hmm. is set to be healed by like uh, 2050 or something. Like fact check me, okay. you can look this up, but mm-hmm. this is something that is happening, which is good probably. Oh, probably. I found it. Yeah. I found it. Uh, it's called Breaking Boundaries, The Science of Our Planet. Mm-hmm. Um, David Attenborough and scientist Johan Rockström examine Earth's biodiversity collapse and how this crisis can still be averted. Okay. So it's on Netflix. I really recommend it. It's it's a really good watch. <laughs> you must have some thoughts on this, Justin. You're sciencey. What it, do you think? I'm a, well. I think <clears throat> the science it, it really points toward hopelessness. Yes, um, <laughs> uh, and that's probably what David Suzuki is talking about. Because even if we ceased all carbon emissions now, we'd still rise 1.9 degree like climate, you yeah. know, Paris Climate Accord, and that would be a catastrophic climate change. And if we continue doing what we're doing, which is what we are, yep. that'll be a 16 percent increase in carbon emissions over the next 30 years. Yep. Increase, increase, which leads <laughs> to a 2.9 degree Celsius, which is an extinction level. Event, like human yeah. extinction level rise in by the end of the century. So yeah. like even in our best case scenario, it sucks. Our, and in our <laughs> worst case scenario, we're all literally dead. So, yeah. Um, yeah. so it's not great. But um. But how do you carry on with your daughter? Well, and because you, yeah, you, you, you've got a young daughter. You want to fill her with hope. You want to send her into the world. Yeah. Like no, the ponies. This is, well, this is, this is why I was asking you about your youth. Because I grew up in a time in the United States when there was the threat of nuclear right. holocaust and world yeah that was our climate change and it thing. was it was mm-hmm. like tomorrow it was very the real. bombs might fall right yeah. so we in school did all these like 
you know, duck and cover tests. Like we were literally waiting for to be bombed and killed tomorrow, not like in the future. And so like that, and I remember as a kid playing games where like my friends and I would like pretend to fight the Soviets yes, when they invaded too, our country. Yeah. yeah. So we built, we built the bomb shelters to stop the blast. So we'd have a few weeks before the radiation killed us. Then oh we could God. stab and kill a bunch of Soviets before. <laughs> they Right. So that's, <laughs> okay. that was, and, you know, and that's not well, all for the with human condition. Like, I know. Uh, like you have people all over the planet that live in terrible situations yeah. where there's war and civil war and stuff like so it's pretty normal as a human yeah. i think mm-hmm. to grow up with this sense of death uh your inevitable mortality uh the mortality of the people around you and the fact that you know things aren't going to end well necessarily mm-hmm. and yet we all carry on we yes. all have children and raise them and we're all very functional like we're gonna go home and have a you know, supper tonight and yeah. a drink and maybe a gummy or whatever <laughs> yeah and, <laughs> not today and carry on and it'll be confined because that is how human brains work Mm-hmm. If we were to fall into that existential crisis where we thought about the future all the time, we couldn't carry on. But yeah. by definition, we are here because we're designed to know that we're going to keep die. Keep on keeping on. And have developed this form of denial mm-hmm. to allow us to do it. And then there's there's books written on this. There's a famous book called Denial about that. Like yeah. Specifically that even though we've evolved the cognitive capacity to understand all this, we also simultaneously evolved the capacity to compartmentalize it and ignore it because mm-hmm. otherwise... We would never have survived be those initial mutations yeah. to get there. We so, would be yeah. drinking cappuccinos and smoking unfiltered cigarettes and yeah, sitting in, sitting <laughs> in like, If you think like 20, you know, 100,000 years ago, like our great ape ancestors in Africa, like their lives weren't easy. Like they were, they were risk of starvation. There was animals ca- killing them all the time. Th- what? A hundred thousand? No. A hundred thousand? Is it? Yep. I thought it was 30 or 40,000. Right, no, no there would have been Homo sapiens in Africa. Hundred, right. there about two hundred and forty, two fifty. Okay, like I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to re-Google that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but anyway, they would have been in constant, <laughs> constant threat of being killed and eaten, mm-hmm. worse than we are, obviously. And yet they're fine and they carry on. Yep. For long enough to make all of us. So here we are. <laughs> yep. So anyway, so I don't know, Dave. That's just how we're designed to do stuff. Yeah. So like, I can sit here and be like, oh yeah, we're all probably gonna die. Let's go get a. Coffee, a coffee, and uh, watch some My Little Pony. Yeah. You can also have a little sad emo time if you want. Yeah, yeah. So I, mean, I don't know. That's like, just... sorry. No, no. It's all One of the things that like makes me kind of hopeful is that now it's this subject of study where like so many people are f- focusing on that. Um, like, if you're in biology, like that's probably something that you're going to be discussing a lot. Um, and there's probably like a lot of new like research opportunities. So I think people are like working towards it. It's not just like not everyone's hopeless. <laughs> no, no, it's true. But that's like ex- exciting to me that like other people are doing the work. Like uh, if yeah. I ever feel bad about it, I'm like, well, someone, someone's, someone's got to do it. Like someone's doing <clears throat> it right. Like, <laughs> and, you're, and you're right. Like things are, it's mm-hmm. definitely become even in the last five years, a much more centralized topic of discussion mm. everywhere and yeah. it's, it's and it's starting to influence you know political things and even yeah. even corporate ideas and things like that but whether or not it's going to make any difference is hard to say the but. thing that just that drives me absolutely nuts is is meeting people that uh, that genuinely do not care mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. just i there are a lot of people out there that are in that category and that's more so than anything else, really, yeah. what gets well, that's, gets my goat. It's a it's another form of that coping mechanism. I know, yeah. mm-hmm. I know. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think Ugh. something that 
like just because at my school like this we talk about this a lot like this is just like a, a conversation but um someone we knew in town got this like got a new electric car and everyone's like critiquing them I go to a liberal arts college too <laughs> so there's like a bit of a maybe a different perspective than like other universities might have but um like all my classmates are like critiquing this one guy in town who got an electric car and keeps like apparently the government will sometimes like subsidize your car thing so he's been like posting about like how the government paid for his like you know like world saving car they, it, it, they and really then don't offer you that my, much it's a very yeah. small small <laughs> percentage yeah <laughs> but um and then my friends are like well you, like we're running out of lithium like car like electric cars aren't that good like something about like the you can't recycle car batteries and so they're just like it's still bad <laughs> like, so you're, you're just everybody's just trying to out position themselves yeah, the moral high ground is just getting smaller and smaller and everybody's just trying to oh my god cl- clamber on to the last little bit of moral high ground uh-huh. okay cancel culture is that i think i'm friends with a lot of leftists <laughs> and as far as i know that the like um core idea of it is just like question everything yeah and like critique everything so i get that perspective sure it's it's important to to have to not have blinders on i have a i have a a a sort of electric car not Mm -hmm. a fully electric car but a a phev car and i understand that it's not you know it's a small thing yeah and there's not and like you said there's there's downsides to it as well but it's it's something yeah yeah, (laughs) small things i would like to offer a new philosophy go for it positive nihilism uh, wherein we accept that the things we're doing are meaningless yep. and performative. But we do them uh, anyway. Uh, yep. And that <laughs> we are all going to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that it doesn't really matter what we do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that maybe there's hope, but probably not. And yeah. yet, who cares? <laughs> yeah. Let's accept that all yeah. is probably true, but it yeah. doesn't mean we have to be assholes to each other. Yep. Because yes. we can be nice to each other still. And still try to do As the ship is sinking, we can be very nice to each other and have some tea on the As way down. As the ship mm-hmm. is sinking, yeah. we can have tea and also attempt to bail out the water that is coming That's in right. way too we fast. We can do both. We can multitask. <laughs> We're a clever creature. We're smart. Yeah. yeah. Well, what thank you, I? Justin, for imparting this, uh, this positive this nihilism. So if anyone positive. out there can just, uh, just start living Justin's life philosophy, philosophy let's uh, do it let's all yeah. be the we'll be the change don't despair slash despair <laughs> and then have a beer exactly yeah i like it one of my classmates recently was just talking about uh, as a justification for not like starting um one of our like projects she was like i think that like joy is radical or like yeah like joy is radical or just like happy like being happy is radical um and she was like so i'm just like not gonna do this project because it doesn't make me like i'm it's not joyful so it's kind of the same thing like just ah that's that's more Uh, like just uh, shirking your responsibilities for your but but like being like marie kondo yeah between philosophical (laughs) hedonism and just lazy and just like (laughs) yeah yeah, just really just clever procrastination (laughs) yeah just too smart in the procrastination yeah Mm -hmm. well okay we didn't solve any problems yeah Um, nothing's been solved no but this was just how does gen z cope with climate issues that was the question apparently they talk a lot about it um mm-hmm. cri- criticize each other yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then put it all in the, the compartment box. and move on yeah mm-hmm. uh and why aren't older people more freaked out because humans just don't tend to be no mm-hmm. we just cope we just move we just on. move on and do the wrong thing and 
smile about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, everybody. Well, um, that yeah. was a very positive and fun episode. <laughs> yeah. But it was fun to have multiple generations of people here to discuss this. This yeah. is exciting. Yeah, it was good. See the so, different. Yeah. yeah, it was great having you here. So yeah. thank you guys for thanks your yeah, thanks for, thanks having, for having me again. Yeah. Thanks All for right. being here. And uh, don't buy plastic straws. Okay, <laughs> bye. 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 Dave and Justin have some thoughts on your problem. What do you need help with? Dave and Justin have some thoughts for you.